Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the episode 100 special. You guys, we are here for the 100th episode of Juvie. Yes, we are. How did we make it this far? You guys helped us make it this far. It feels like probably just a couple weeks ago, we were sitting in our first ever studio, yeah. recording episode 100, getting triggered that we couldn't figure out how to get the mics on the table. Recording episode one, you mean? What? That's what I meant to say. And now we're here in a basically built out dream studio. We want to thank yeah. Studio Red for ma- making this whole thing happen. Also, guys, this isn't just 100 episodes. This is 100 weeks in a row, which <sighs> is a massive achievement for Night and I to achieve. We've done every single week, every single week for 100 weeks. Insane. You guys... We're giving you this episode 100, so we need you to give us a few things. If you're listening on any audio platforms, hit that download button and leave us a five-star review for episode 100. Yes, please. If you're watching on YouTube, you know we're racing to 100,000 subscribers. We can only do it with your help, so hit that subscribe button. The people clicked on this episode for a reason. Yes. The reason that we had been battling with if we were going to do it or not. We have. We've been talking about this for months. And we just kept getting messages, and we kept ignoring them, leaving them in the request box on Instagram. Yeah, because quite frankly, we didn't want to do this at all. But the people wanted it, and we came up with a style that we think you guys are going to enjoy, and it'll make it a little bit easier for us. Yeah. Do you want to give them a rundown of what's going on in today's episode? So today, guys, you've seen it in the title, but I'm going to explain it a little bit more. We're going to be interviewing each other's parents. So I'm going to be talking with Knight's parents, David and Lisa. Yep. And I will be talking with Josh's parents, Fab and Claire. Yes, we are. Uh, You're going to get the ins and outs about them, about us as kids, maybe, depending Mm -hmm. on our questions. So we don't know what each other have written down. So basically, we're going to expose seven-year-old Josh. Yeah. And Knight. We'll see you guys in a minute. Well, guys, we're back. And this is the first time you've ever seen the Juvie set with just one of us. Um, but it's not just one of us, it's three of us. Today we are joined with David and Lisa, this is Knight's parents. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Lisa. And I'm David, I'm Knight's dad. Yeah, guys, so you've, you've never seen our parents before, this is the first time. Um, so we're just going to start off as a regular interview. What do you guys do? Um, I'm an instructor at a Conservatory of the Arts. I'm department head of the musical theatre program. Wonderful. And uh, I'm, an, I'm an actor sometimes, I've been for about 30 years, and um, we also run the school together and I oversee the uh, screenwriting program. Very cool. How long have you guys done what you do? Oh, gosh. Um, You've been dancing since you were a little girl. Yeah, yeah. No, performing and dancing for a long time, teaching for six years. Okay. Were you that girl like with your, with your hairbrush singing <laughs> musicals in the mirror? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been acting in since I was about your age, about uh, 17 years old. Uh, Went to school for it and been doing it for a long time, like 33 years. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, What what is like your favorite story about your early career or like career now? Just something that stuck with you since what you've been doing, what you do. Well, I made my Broadway debut absolutely naked in front of about 1,500 people on Love Broadway when that. I was 21 years old. Yeah, <laughs> I was understudying in a play, and uh, the guy that I was covering that I was understudying for, which is basically like when you're a backup for another actor, yeah. he was actually an epileptic, and he hadn't gotten his medication like fine-tuned. Oh, no. So I was sitting there watching the show because that was part of my gig, and then all of a sudden he started to have a, a, a seizure, like an epileptic seizure. Backstage? On stage. On stage. On stage in front of a bunch of people. Really, really great guy. Anyways, they they carted him off. Uh, my buddies turned to me and said, you're going on, man. And yeah. so I went down in the stairwell and he was shaking. And five minutes later, he was in an ambulance. And probably five minutes after that, I made my Broadway debut. And then when the second act started, I was I was completely naked in the play. <laughs> what, what play was it that required you to be completely naked? 
It was a play called Love, Valor, Compassion by a playwright that passed away not too long. It was about a group of friends, uh, basically at a bunch of summer holidays. And suffice it to say, you know, they, they like to party hard. Okay. And uh, how old are you in that time? I was 21. I had just graduated from college. Oh, nice. Yeah. You have a you have a pretty saucy story, too. You want to tell them the Atlantic uh, City story where the French director, what do, you, what do you ask you to do since we're on the theme of nudity here? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're just going there. Um, no, they just wanted me to wear some costumes that I was not going to um, wear. Yeah, like a in, thong. Like, 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 like a, while dancing? Yeah, yeah, like a G-string. On stage. On stage. Yeah. How old were you been? Um, I was 19. 19 years old. 19 and years old. And she said, nope, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But no. since then, I've asked her to wear the outfit. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Friends and family audience. Um, <laughs> night is behind the camera dying, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I mean, respect for saying no. I feel like that's probably hard to do, to say no to a director. Yeah, what ended up happening is they just didn't. I was pulled from those numbers with that. Oh, okay. With that outfit, and, so they, and I they still had a job, made, yeah. and I yeah. got my way, so I was happy. Nice. Yeah. She still gets her <laughs> way, Josh. She still gets her. <laughs> way. She, she still does. I try. <laughs> okay, we're gonna switch it up just a little bit. What is the most embarrassing moment of night that you can think of? Embarrassing is hard. Well, you think about embarrassing because you're the mom. You probably remember like vomit and poop stories. I can tell you the one that freaked me out the most. Okay. Yeah. So um, she was actually pregnant with Knight's brother, Isaiah. And uh, we were in Brooklyn. I, we were, I was shooting a TV show and I was actually doing the table read, which is where we read the script. And I get like a 911 text from her. And she was hanging out with her mom and she was hanging out with Zion, our, my, our eldest, who yeah. was like, what, three years old? Mm -hmm. And uh, Knight, I want to call him Choch because Choch is actually his nickname. Yeah. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just like a weird Spanish word. It's like Gordon Cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little inside joke, you guys. <laughs> right, sounds like a character off the VeggieTales. <laughs> so um, anyways, she was at like the zoo and you were with your mom and like eight and a half months pregnant, like a week or two yeah, from having a baby. Burst, yeah. Sure. And she 911s me, and I think it's because she's about to have the baby. But no, it was just the first of many of night cracking open his head or his <laughs> face. He had, he was on a dinosaur egg made of rock, like at the zoo. Yeah. And he slipped and smashed open his cheeks. So the and he was, day, what, one years old? Yeah, he was like... He was like one and a half. One, one and yeah. a bit. Anyways, she... Yeah, I get called to the ER, and... Even at that age, Knight was like a little superhero. Yeah. It took three adults to like hold him down, but I had to look him in the eye while he's like flexing. <laughs> he's flexing like, off camera. Like Iron Man or something. Anyways, uh, while he stitched his cheek. Yeah, you had to have right three adults holding him down. Eye. Yeah, man, because yeah. he was just like... And it was so That's close to his cool. eye that they had to hold him as still as possible. Oh, yeah, because if right. they like mess up a stitch, it could yeah. be really bad. Yeah, and they called like a plastic yeah. surgeon or whatever to just make sure that you know that face was protected. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a moneymaker. It guys, is, right? clearly. So, yeah, but kind of going on that thing, yeah. I, I, I can take it all the way back to Knight's birth. Like, Knight was birthed so fast. Right, we do <laughs> he, not have he was like, I was like, it was like a water slide. He was just like, whoosh. <laughs> and I literally don't think he's stopped ever since then. I don't think he's stopped. That's the way he came out. That's just the way he That's the way he runs. is. He's That's just fast. That's the way he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he used to play soccer, we'd always, he would start out and then we would see him. We'd call it like he had another gear. Yeah. He would just shift into this other gear. And I was like, oh, you better watch out. Joey's shifting. Yeah. Um, and I think he made that shift permanently. Yeah. That's just where he. Where That's he what our old soccer out. coach would call. What would he call it? Um, 
when we're chasing the boy, you like kick into the second engine. What would he call it? Do you remember? No. I can't remember, but it's something like, a, like that. It's like a cheater. Yeah. He's just a cheater, yeah. Okay. Um, just a pretty straight up question. How is Knight as a son? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as he's sitting over there. Um, I, I would say Knight and I are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, we 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 um, we like to travel. We like to do things together because we like we're doers and we yeah. like to have fun. You two, like yeah, have you're experiences. like the Yeah, because you went to yes. Australia together. We went to Australia together. Yeah. Yes, I think Knight was like twelve, maybe thirteen, mm-hmm. and he saved up money and he talked to this guy into buying me a ticket to Australia, and uh, yeah, we went to Australia to visit a friend of mine. But Knight kind of was like behind the whole thing because he, I think, he really wanted to go to Australia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think night we have fun and we do adventures and fun stuff together. Love that. Yeah, man. I mean, I- I'm proud of him. I-, I think we're wired kind of similarly. You know, he's a go-getter. He's a hustler. And I, I kind of see myself the same way. And he likes to get stuff done. Um, he's great with his baby sister and-, and does a lot of, like, cool big brother stuff. Like, he's not afraid yeah. to, like, put her down or hang out with her or take her out. And put her go- down means... Yeah, sorry. go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> he also likes to wrestle her because, like, I remember when Knight, um, when Knight was doing jujitsu, we did Brazilian jujitsu for mm-hmm. a bit before I broke my nose, and um, you can see the pattern in the family. And um, I always used to tell him, "Hey, man, Tiger, not Tigger," because he would just like just jump, hop around. <laughs> he just ha- oh, has always had uh, a lot of energy. But no, man, he, he's he's just he's a he's a good guy. He's responsible, and I have a lot of respect for him. Great. Um, Okay, this is, uh, you already said that you're proud of him. So I was, uh, my next question was, are you proud of what Juvia has done? And do you think it's made a big impact on the youth? Oh, 100%. Like I plan on ripping you guys off. I mean, your dad <laughs> and I are starting a podcast and I honestly feel like, you know, we're just learning from you, you guys a ton. I think the the stories of how parents are listening to you guys, how families are like binge listening as they like cross the country or there's teachers in Texas or the girl in Saudi Arabia who was struggling with mental health, who was like moved by, I'm super proud of the message and the influence that you guys carry. Yeah. No. um, Yeah. I'm right there with you. Super proud. And I like the fact that you guys talk about current events Mm. um, and you guys are forward thinkers, both of you. Um, a very forward thinkers, but um, you're a voice for your generation, right? So I just love, um, yeah, I just love that you're getting people to think maybe, you know, in different yeah. ways and um, just really a voice, even just bringing topics and bringing things to your your age bracket, you know? Um, I, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was n- not doing this at 16, I'll tell you that, and I'm not going <laughs> to share any stories, but <laughs> you guys are definitely like, yeah, you're, you're on a mission, it's cool. Thank Super you. Cool. Great. On kind of the flip side of that, um, does it make you nervous having a kid who has like, um, don't want to say a big following, but technically like a big following on social media? Does it make you nervous that like um, just part of your family being kind of out for the world? I think nothing about night makes me nervous. <laughs> like, honestly, it's just like I just have confidence in him. Yeah. Like his whole, you know what I mean? Like since he was a little kid, he's just very very confident, very sturdy. Like I don't ever kind of have those kind of worries about him. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I agree. And I think if it was anybody, but you guys, like you guys are just so, you know who you are. Um, you know what you're, what you're made for. I think, you know, all the stories that we hear about social media 
and the impact that it's having on, you know, like youth's mental health or that the impact that maybe like either fame or notoriety is bringing to people. I think that's always a byproduct of people not knowing who they are. Yeah. But I don't worry about that with the two of you guys. Like you guys are super settled and grounded and, and that makes all the difference for me. Great. It's good to know. <laughs> um, do you guys think social media is more beneficial to the world right now or do you think it's more of a hindrance? Oh, man, that's a tough one for me. Uh, I think if I wasn't watching you guys do what you would do, I think I, I don't always have like a great view of social media. Yeah. But actually what I've learned from the two of you guys and Knight will share with me, you know, whether it's something that Jordan Peterson is doing or Gary Vee is doing or one of the 50 people that, you know, it's like like any technology, like when TV came out or the Internet came out, it's like things can be used for good. Things can be used for ill. And I'm yeah. just I'm proud that you guys are using it for for the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's pros and cons to it, I guess. But I know you guys have learned a lot from researching mm -hmm. um, from people using social media. Yeah. There's so much information out there, some good information. Um, so that would be a definite benefit that I think you guys are um, kind of capping on. Yeah, great. Um, I only have one question left, but we've got like three and a half minutes, so feel free to elaborate. Sweet. Um it's a question that we ask all of our guests. So should I go like, dun, dun, dun? Yes, please. Uh, it's the question we ask all of our guests at the end of every single episode. What do you guys think personally is the most misunderstood thing about Generation Z? Never said it like that before. And the youth and teenagers as a whole. Thank you for translating, Josh. I would have been confused by Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said Generation Z. We'll find out. You're so um, parental. <laughs> How about you, Ben? What do you think? Um, most misunderstood thing. Um, and I've, I've heard other people say this before, but, um, I think that, that most pe most teenagers get flack for just being lazy. Yeah. And I know it's like, oh, well, it's easy because you're talking about, you know, Knight and Josh on Juvie. So obviously they, they work hard and, um, but I think there's a lot of teenagers out there that also do that. Yeah. So I think you guys represent those teenagers that don't sometimes have a voice um, and you guys are kind of like it for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like teenagers are lazy or just, you know, don't work hard. And, um, and also I think the brilliant thing is you guys are also showing that there's a different way to do things. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a different way to do it and you have parents that support you in that. And um, and you guys are doing it, you know, because you guys are stewarding what you have. You guys work hard. Um, you keep pressing in. I mean, from the beginning for like, you know, this is the hundredth episode. So, wow, that, that's amazing. Congratulations Thank to you. you both. Thank you. And I know you've released an episode every single week mm. um, and just everything that you guys did. I just want to encourage that there's more people out there. And I know you guys interview a lot of them. too. Yeah. And you also but I think you're also inspiring them. So I think there's going to be like just more and more people kind of right. yeah. stepping out. Yeah, I agree. I I think generalizations always hurt because yeah. I think they leave out the people that are doing something else. I mean, I think in every generation you have people that are pursuing something that's bringing benefit. And I think in every generation you have people who are being lazy or they're lost or without purpose. I mean, again, I'm not joking. Like... I wasn't doing what you guys are doing at 16. I was screwing around and, and kind of trying to find my way. You know, on the flip side, I, I've also realized because, you know, we've got, we've got four kids that every kid is different. And, like, every kid is going to go after their life and find their way in a different way. Yeah. 
and I think now having three teenage boys and, and a young baby girl who's who's six, you know, soon to be seven, you realize that each of your kids, I don't know if there's like parents or teachers and you know, parents and teachers know this, but like every human being is different. And I think the best thing we can do, whether it's for generations or just for like specific kids, is really just try to understand what what makes that kid's heart beat beat you yeah. know what what gets that kid fired up because everybody's got something in them and that's what i love about the the message of of juvie is like at the end of the day you guys are really talking to people who have tapped into the reason why they were made and purpose and and also fun and, and ideas and all that kind of stuff and so yeah I, I think the misunderstanding is that all of you guys are alike you're not yeah and honestly i i have listening to you guys seeing a lot of other uh, other kids of your generation to, to quote you, Josh, of Generation <laughs> of Z. Of the Generation Z. Of the Generation yeah. Z. Um, I, I have great hope, and we need you guys. We're going to need your help. We're going to need your ideas. We're going to need your solutions, man. So we're looking to you guys. We're looking to the future. Yeah. I have one fun thing that, okay. about Knight that I don't know if he's ever talked about this before. Oh, breaking I, news. I know. It's just a cute, <laughs> fun thing, though. But I don't know if you know that Knight's not like a big sweets guy. Yeah. He doesn't like, like sweets. But literally on his first birthday, I was so proud. Like I made him a homemade cake with buttercream frosting <laughs> and sprinkles. And I was like, I put it in front of him. You know how you do the first kid's birthday and they get all excited for cake? Yeah. He put his finger in it and it was like, Ugh, and like pushed it off his tray. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I, I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> You've heard it here first. He Night hates cake. Yeah, um, he doesn't like sweets. He'll oh. always go salty, <laughs> and one or last, salty or savory. One last embarrassing thing. He was definitely not, I guess the theme is nudity. He was not like insecure about his body. He had no problems like <laughs> running around naked all the time. But if he wasn't walking around naked, he would do this thing. Him and his brothers would do this thing where they would pull all the underwears out of their drawers yeah and then come out as some kind of odd superhero with like eight pairs of underwear yeah. on his head <laughs> and on his body he was he was never afraid to flex love that um well everybody i hope you've enjoyed this segment of our episode 100 special this has been david and lisa and is any of your podcasts released yet no, not yet, man, but but we'll be looking to you. We'll be looking to you guys to look. Great. Well, you can plug now. Plug your podcast yeah, Storia. now for people. It's called Storia, and it's about uh, disruptive storytellers, and it's really just about belief and art and the collision of those two things. Great. Well, yeah, when that comes out, guys, make sure to uh, check it out, obviously. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed that, and now we're going to skip straight forward tonight interviewing my parents. All right, you guys, we are here with Josh's parents, Fab and Claire, I'm nervous to see how the other interview went. I'm going to act <laughs> yeah. like I wasn't in the room, but we're going to be sharing all the sauce today, right, guys? I don't so know, man. Sweet. I mean, you can if you want. Oh, we're going there. For all of our <laughs> it listeners. It depends what you ask, guys. The listeners want to know. But first, let's get an introduction. Who are you guys? What are your names? All that. My name is Fab, and I am the father of Joshua Altamora. And my name is Claire, and I am the wonderful mother of Joshua <laughs> And we're Jado here. Altamora. That's right. We're exposing the middle name and mm -hmm. everything yep, today. 100%. And in this interview, we're going to hear a little bit about you guys. We're going to hear a lot about Josh and mm -hmm. hopefully some embarrassing stories about Josh. So I hope you guys have those ready to go. But before we get into that, me and Josh mention all the time about you guys, how you've influenced us, supported us and all this. And we've touched a little bit on like what you guys have done in your past. But I'd love to know for the audience, like what are your guys' backgrounds and what jobs have you had? Yeah. So my background is in acting predominantly acting in theater and TV and film, um, and then in real estate. 
Okay. Well, you know, like you, me and your dad are yeah. both actors and we in real estate yep. together. Yep. Um, and then we run, funnily enough, a conservatory of the arts together. Weird so how that works. kind <laughs> of involved and intertwined. A little bit. A in little every bit. single piece of business. <laughs> what were you looking at me like that for? Well, I was just going like this. And you, you guys, you're getting, you're getting the real Fab and Claire. And Claire, what is your background in? Uh, so my background is in uh, classical and contemporary dance. So maybe one day, if we ever try ballet, we're gonna yeah. go to Claire. If we ever do acting, well, we'll Josh, go to our parents. Joshy used to oh, be a little. Oh, ballet. we'll you talk did? about that. Yep. It almost feels like we met the doppelgangers when it comes to the parents. Oh, like right. whenever we, when we, whenever when we're like on other podcasts or we're get, we're talking with the brand or whatever, they're like, "What are your guys' parents doing?" We're like, "Our parents are actually kind of twins. They're both actors and both dancers." <laughs> it's funny how that works. Um, yeah, yeah. I, we're we're going straight into this. Right. I can't help myself but get to the embarrassing stories. Where was Josh conceived? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness. So, Joshy was conceived <laughs> in, oh, I've, I can see my son's face right now. What? I'm sorry, son. How, how do you know? Well, this? I mean, okay. he, here's the thing. Josh I was, this was not on my question list. Mm -hmm. And before we got into this uh, interview, I was telling Fab about some embarrassing stories. And he goes, are you going to ask where Josh was conceived? I was like, I wasn't going to, but now I am. Okay. Babe, so this is you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, listen. I mean, listen. All right. Claire, so, there, there's no one listening. 100,000 people. That's it. So, so, <laughs> so, all right. So we, we used to go on a family holiday <clears> to a place <throat> called, um, what was it called? It was, it was, it was Center Park. Center Parks, which is kind of like a... It's like a, a like retreats in 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 the in the woods. Okay. Right? Okay. Retreats in the woods. Well, oh, there's a big swimming pool, and, and I mean, it's cool. In comparison, and where where was this geographically? In the south of England. Okay. In the forest. So okay. I was like, we were in this in changing room, very busy changing without room. details, one, obviously without details, and I was like, well, I mean, why not? Could be fun. <laughs> and and let's just fast forward. I think that's all the people need to know for now. Then nine months later, we had a kid. And w did you mark it back? You're like, it had to be the dressing room? 100% was. Wow. Well, does Josh know this story? Yes. Okay. Okay, that makes it a little bit more bearable. What? Well, you do know that story. Josh is sitting now off camera. I, now he knows it, but he knew it before anyway. But you anyway. knew it before, right? <laughs> he did We've had this before. conversation before. Okay, I, I just had, I had a different in the embarrassing stories. Now we'll back back, we'll back back out. There are some questions that... to know the details. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 we have to embarrass Josh, but not ruin Josh's right. life. We won't ruin his life. We're, on Juvie, we kind of go all over the place. So we dip into the embarrassing <laughs> and then we back out and we go deep. Yeah. In your guys' careers as teenagers, was the career path that you ended up following always in sight? Or in a brief story, how did acting and dance come to fruition as a full-time career? Oh, well, I mean, obviously going to drama school and we both met at the same drama school, actually, the same conservatory. Um, and it, it wasn't always full time, man. I mean, like, you know, as an actor, it's, you know, your dad, it's mm -hmm. up and down. And then there was a period of time where we weren't working that we just we would just develop real estate full time. And mm. I went into business and stuff like that, you know, well, Fab would develop real estate. OK, That's nothing okay. to do with me. I just I was the trusting wife. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, definitely. Just let him do and it. you have a background in cutting hair. You've cut my hair I, many times. Yes, I did. My dad was a consummate artist and he trained me how to be a barber. He said, listen, if you want to have a career in acting, you need something to fall back on. So he mm. trained me in this amazing trade and he he was one of the best. I would say one of the best in the world. I think. What would you say to people that say that having a plan B is just not fully trusting plan A? I would agree with that. You would agree. So then I would. So then did you take that advice of having a backup career? Mm, I think that it, it, okay, here's the deal. 
David Mamet says people usually have a, a backup fallback on it. I'm like, it's wise not to have a plan B, but it's wise to have another trade. Agreed. To help you fulfill plan A. Mm -hmm. But I would also follow plan A. And I would Sorry, say, though. I mean, for us with your um, stuff that you did with the hairdressing, that was our bread and butter. Mm. Because when uh, Bella, our first, our daughter, arrived, we, I mean, I was a on and off dancer and mm -hmm. you were an on and off actor and we had to have money to survive, mm -hmm. you know, so that was our bread and butter. And it has been all the way through, actually, yeah. up until, I mean, you do just for friends now, now but yeah. you know just not for but honestly yeah. and so it wasn't like he was falling back on it it was actually part of the mm. sustenance so we could actually do yeah. what we needed to do and Fab you mentioned that your dad gave you that advice is there any advice that either one of your guys parents gave you that you've passed down to Josh and Bella well I would hope that I mean listen I think that if you don't have to make your own mistakes <laughs> learn from the mistakes of others that was a huge thing that I he passed on to me I don't know if I passed that onto my kids as much. I think what I've passed onto my kids is, I mean, I don't know, I ask him, but I mean, I think working hard, their work ethic. Is that yeah. something that you got from your parents? Yeah, 100%. And Claire, same for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, it's it's been a journey for us to understand how to kind of work hard, but mm -hmm. then also have to have rest yeah. as well. Yeah. So I think that has only been recently that yeah. we're, We've figured that one out, hasn't it, babe? Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> you know, yeah. because that working hard is great, but you don't want it to rule your life. Yeah, you know, you I agree. And a, a lot of the time when people ask us, like, how have we gotten this work ethic at a young age, we credit 100% of it to you guys. And I think wow. we are, we're in such a fortunate position to have parents that not only set us up for success, but let us fail. And we talked about this on a show when we were in LA and the the host, because the number one thing that people are impressed by is just the age, obviously. How have you yeah, figured it out so young? And I think what we talked about this on Wet Slap, another interview we did, he's like, what, what, what piece of advice or what was it that your parents instilled in you that you've credit your success to? And I think it was that you guys, at least this is talking from my parents and I see it in Josh as well, is you guys didn't necessarily look at failure as a bad thing, mm -mm. but as a learning tool. Yeah. And I think something that we see in our peers or our listeners just from messages and emails is that parents are in a way they instill false confidence because it's always backed by fear of failure mm. but i think when you have parents that they don't see failure as a bad thing but they're going to back you up if you get backed into a corner yeah and i think i don't know that we've gotten the chance to say that to you guys but also if you guys just being like second parents to me i think that's something that as we hit episode 100 i credit a lot of it Thank to you, you guys and just and I think not that's one thing. And I think another thing, and this has been through our conversations that we had and me with my parents as well, is parents that aren't afraid to challenge their kids on their ideas. Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to if you really want to see your kids succeed, it comes from them actually having real confidence, not false right. confidence. Yep. And I know in conversations that we've had and Claire as well and my parents is that when you come to the table with an, when you come to the table with an idea, it's not just, yep, that's a great idea. It's let's. Let's give where credit's due, but let's also talk about the realistic outcome yep. of how do we set that realistic idea up for success. And even realism, it's like, let's set a plan. Because I think what, we, what we've what we done more than anything with our kids is given them opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, like f for Josh, it's just like his business ideas and his dreams. Okay, let's sit down, let's do it. It's how he, his book came about. It's how his winning Chop Junior came about and everything that he he's done it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how do we foster that the atmosphere for them. Same with Bella with her acting. You yeah. know? I mean, they've, they've done all the work, yeah. but it's like we champion them and we give them 
connections wherever we can like you know with you guys you know? yeah and i'd say giving them space as space. well hopefully mm-hmm. i don't know if better <laughs> would say the same but i think it's it's one of the things that i love to do and i know you do as well babe that it's just to be able to give them space yeah. to be able to breathe in in a situation or a, yeah. an idea and, and and let them flesh it out but then always hopefully that they know that we're always there and you know if they want to talk over something yeah flesh yeah out an idea or something. i think from our perspective that's been the most helpful thing but something that has come from the show that we didn't expect is parent listeners who are listening to try to understand teenagers and what we're going through in the culture that we're living in and if there's any parents listening and you guys know that you haven't done it perfectly but if there was mm-hmm. a piece of advice that you've seen come to fruition through your kids what would that be for the parents listening listen mm. listen to them <laughs> mm-hmm. like don't always try and jump in mm. and just let them speak because anybody like anybody just wants to be heard mm-hmm. and i think before you know we would jump in and jump in and jump in and i'm like i think they just want to be heard and at the time things work themselves out mm-hmm. and then you can just be there for them and help and go look okay you want to do this why don't we set out a budget who do you need who do you need in my yeah. roll- rolodex am i you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Roller deck. I like what that is word. A roller deck. I don't know. I was just nodding because I thought it sounded cool. It was the old, you know, like phone book things. Yeah. You would have like. Yeah. Well, now it's just your iPhone. But and Claire, would you agree with Fab, or do you have a different take on that? Uh, what did Fab say? Listen. <laughs> oh yes, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that has definitely been a journey with us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think that listening is absolutely the key mm-hmm. yeah and i think sometimes through social media or podcasting they're getting the best 45 minutes of josh out of our whole day <laughs> and i think we b- between the emails and the messages we get i think it sometimes paints the picture that we all have perfect relationships with each other and all this stuff is perfect but in reality and i hope that we're transparent enough for people to mm-hmm. understand that like it's kind of like it it never hits the level in the relationship at least between me and my parents where it's like all right cool everything's great now right. it's kind of one of those things where you invest and then it it, yeah. it, it just comes it it slowly turns yeah and i think that's it you have to for me as a parent i i i do this analogy of kind of grabbing those moments that you can actually hold on to that Mm -hmm. are worth the precious gold do you know what i mean it's like oh there's a moment i'm gonna grab that and i'm gonna yeah receive that and just think yeah this is this is moving onwards and upwards Yeah. yeah and i love the fact that you um bring in it's not a fairy tale do you yeah know what I mean? it's just kind of a work in progress but it's being able to catch those moments and going yeah yep. i think worse something we're trying to figure out is people come to us for like a positive place but at the same time i just don't want to paint the picture that no. everything's great like we're all going through stuff and yep. i think the balance of that is just found in being transparent without yep. over well, I, I don't want to come on here and word vomit to an audience. Yeah, you know? not even necessarily transparency, but being authentic. Because yeah. transparency would be like, I'm sharing everything, like a, but I'm not. Yeah, authentic's kind of the word. Authentic's the word. Yeah. And I think one funny thing about Josh, though, when he was a kid, he was like Tigger. Mm. He would jump on Josh. everything. And if you notice, if you ever close <laughs> when he's not wearing his hat, he's got a big scar right here, <laughs> right in his nose. And he was jumping once about two. It, and it, in the UK, it. we have radiators that oh. like he, he jumped and he dived and he went smash into the side of the radiator and gashed a massive thing out of his foot. And it was bleeding. He was crying. We took him to the ER. Then when we moved to the States, mm-hmm. at eight, he did the same thing in the same place on a marble table. Mm. And I'm like, dude. I mean, 
you guys, you and I, you guys know I have experience in the cracking open my heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire, I have to ask: <laughs> Is it just zero to a hundred with the heartbeat when that happens? Is it just what is going on? How oh. do I? Yeah, zero to a hundred. <laughs> oh wowzers! And I was in the room when he did, oh. and he he gong. Okay, well this radled him. Pa- uh, pardon. Not the second time. No. Oh gosh. Well, this him. this leads me perfectly into. I was like this. I'm like, darling, what have you done? Like, <laughs> With just blood coming oh, all over you. Oh, it was just blessing. God YouTube. Bless. We're talking about a hypothetical situation. This never really happened. Don't take away our monetization. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get demonetized. Okay, this leads me into my next question. Since we're we have a few minutes left here. Yeah. What was or out of your memory, what was the most embarrassing moment of Josh as a kid? Oh. Josh was, he was always so confident. So, I mean, you mean as a parent? But or what did that did? did that lead into any uncomfortable situations? No, because he was, no. Okay. <laughs> no, because he was, everybody loved Josh. Mm-hmm. It's like just, he, he, was he, he was shameless. <laughs> he was shameless. He was, he was just very, very confident. Okay. He was, but there was. Very, very confident. Claire, let's hear it. Was, let's hear it. Well, I think he, as a little kid, Okay, there was this situation, uh, Josh, you almost probably remember. We were all sitting, we had kind of like, we it, we used to call it Sparkle Island. Because, <laughs> I've got some, sorry. Oh, <laughs> this big kind of island in the mid, middle yeah, of our yeah, kitchen. Yeah. It's called Sparkle Island because it, it used to sparkle and Josh mm. used to love it. Anyway, we were sitting around with some friends having some, having some food and we were eating peas. And so <laughs> Josh, he, he was, how old were you? What? Four. I don't know. Four? Really? I can't remember. Anyway, so he was eating all of these peas, and then suddenly um, he he decided to put it up his nose, and he <laughs> sniffed right in, and it got it stuck oh, right there, gosh. and he couldn't... I think that was the problem that now he hates... Actually, I don't know. I haven't asked you for a good few months. He used to hate blowing his nose, oh, like, gosh. for years and years. I was like... That's why he's always so sniffly. Yes. Right, yeah, he is sniffly. And he sniffs and sniffs and sniffs. It went back to the pee episode because it got Uh-oh. stuck up there and he was so embarrassed. So you remember for all of our video? listeners that are like, why does Josh sniffle? Here's the backstory. That's, <laughs> well, it's because that. of the pee incident. I was trying to do the Vector thing. Josh, they can't hear you. I'm gonna be honest, man. You don't get to, no, you don't get to. You don't get to. That's it. <laughs> oh, but you know what? There was another time we have right. a video of this. One okay. thing. Joshy was naked, playing around. Oh, He's yeah. about two years old, one, one or two years old, just playing, <laughs> lifting his bum in the air. Then Bella's playing. She yanks and pulls his todger hard. <laughs> and he goes, Wee! And when he screamed, he oh, just screamed. He just screamed. And dude, oh we have God. this on video. Oh, yeah. That is so funny. The public will never see it. That is so no, funny. No, they never will. I, I was, I we watched home videos oh. one time and I was, yep. I was, one of the many, not many people that were ever getting oh. that. Okay, you guys, we, we could talk about Josh all day because Josh is so embarrassing. But we just have <laughs> one final question that we yeah. ask all of our guests. And I'm mm. just going to consider you guys guests. From a parent, going to run that one back. Yeah. From a parent's perspective, yeah. what do you feel like is the most misunderstood thing about Gen Z? Oh. Is Gen Z your, your Gen Z? 10 to 25 year olds in current day. Um, uh, can you go first? Cause I, I don't know. Um... I think, I think one of the misunderstandings, which actually is, is kind of ties into why you, you're doing juvie, mm-hmm. is the fact that um, the the role is that Gen Z, you know, are into drugs, they're into this, da, 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 yeah. da, 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 you know, all of the negative things. Mm-hmm. 
but that's just not that's just a percentage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many that I actually think that are just doing incredible work mm, and are, are being used by God in mm-hmm. miraculous ways. Yeah. You know? And so I I would say that that's the picture that is posted on, you know, on mm-hmm. the news outlets, the uh, uh, everywhere that you look, that's yeah. what it is. But yeah. actually that's not all of it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> too many options, but like decision fatigue. So mm. nobody's making like a full-on decision of mm-hmm. what to do with their lives, you know, in the midst of tremendous opportunity, maybe. Mm, that's a good one. I don't think we've ever heard that of 100 you know. episodes. Yeah, I, I, I can relate to that. And I think just uh, being around peers who are in the similar position where like they understand the opportunity and the potential they have, but what direction do you really yeah. go in? What would be your advice on that? Mm. I would say a lot of your passions, your, your passion is definitely an indicator to your purpose. So I would say that, like, for example, my my idea, I love performing. So mm-hmm. that, it, to me, is an indication of what I should pursue. Mm. A lot of the times, you know, parents quash down creativity and say, listen, become a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant yeah. because it's the easiest thing and you'll, you'll actually provide more for your family. Well, inherently, that isn't wrong. I don't necessarily think it's true. Yeah. Because I'm like, you need to encourage your kids while they are young to explore that creativity yeah so going back to anyone i'd be like listen don't use the shotgun approach be a laser Mm. if you're good at three different things maybe find one that you really love Mm -hmm. more than anything else and pursue that that's good that's awesome well we'll leave you guys with that you probably want a more embarrassing stuff but well i wanted to do spoken work it is no (laughs) we're gonna shut that down before this episode but thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you in a minute well, you guys, that was episode 100. It was. Embarrassing stories from both of our parents. I'm not even going to say like count for part two because maybe you'll get it for episode 200. Maybe it's yeah. every 100 episode type of thing. Because I'm sure you guys will be wanting part two of this. Uh, so you can comment as much as you want and we might listen. We might not. Potentially. But just so you guys know, even though this is 100, we are not going to keep stopping. It's not going <laughs> to We're not going to keep <laughs> stopping. We're, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. You're going to get episode 101 next week, exactly a week from that now. That is right. We're not taking a break. We are keeping on going. Full studio tour coming soon. If it hasn't dropped by this, I'm saying before the next episode comes out. Appreciate you guys tuning in. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.